Welcome to the Two-Way Radio Show. I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feimster. And I'm Anthony Roquet. And this is the podcast about two-way radios for business and consumer communications. Today we'll talk about a new mobile GMRS radio from Midland that has more power, more features, and is PC programmable. We'll also take some of your comments and questions from our email and our forum at twowayradioforum.com. Our show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com, the source of two-way radios and radio accessories for businesses and consumers since 2002. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. BuyTwoWayRadios.com, your radio specialist. When we first announced the introduction of the Midland MXT400 in 2017, it was met with great excitement and quickly became a top-selling GMRS mobile radio at Buy2Air Radios. Yet for all of its features, there were a few shortcomings, and many GMRS power users were quick to list them. Taking serious note of this, Midland worked to address them. The result is a brand new GMRS mobile, the Midland MXT500. I'm glad we can finally talk about the MXT500. This this radio uh, has been a long time coming. I think uh, COVID delayed this radio by uh, a long uh, time. Yeah. Weren't they talking about this model a couple of years ago? They were. They were, yeah. Uh, But uh, it's finally here, and I think they did a a really good job with it. Now, is this just an upgrade to the MXT400, or is it something completely different? Um. I don't know. That's an interesting question. Where do you draw the line between a, a, an upgrade and something completely different? I mean, it's it looks to me like it's based on the same um, maybe beginning, the same model of radio. Mm-hmm. So I would say I'd probably put it in the upgrade category or enhancements. That's that's what I was telling yeah, you. It is, it, they enhanced it. It's there are some significant right, changes, right? Though. Yeah, right. Definitely a significant upgrade to the MXT400 either way. And uh, right. it's, it's also a new addition to the MXT Micromobile series in general. So this is one more radio in that series that just adds to it. I like that they, they have made some steps to uh, add some features that pa- the power GMRS users are going to like. Th- mm-hmm. Things like um, the... Uh, selectable bandwidth. Previously on the 400, it was sort of fixed at uh, narrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and most GMRS radios use wideband. So I know that was a common complaint is you get it the MXT400 and you have to uh, to deal with the, the bandwidth issue. Now they did, um, I think somewhat recently, start providing software. So you could program the radio through software mm-hmm. if you bought a cable and make the bandwidth change. So the, the radio all along had been capable of uh, wideband, but it just mm-hmm. you can't change it through the menu. So it's kind of difficult. We'll talk a little bit more about this programmability feature in, in just a couple of minutes, but let's go over the key features of this thing. First of all, it has more transmit power from 40 to 50 watts. And uh, it's 
and you just mentioned the wide narrow band with selectivity, which is a really key item here. Um, but it also has a no weather radio built into it, right? And it has a, a weather button, very similar to what Ocean did with the uh, with the KG one thousand G. Right, it, having that uh, weather feature. Ha- Having a very high-end mobile radio that doesn't support NOAA weather is kind of a drawback. Mm-hmm. So uh, that the addition of NOAA weather support, um, I think people are going to really love that. And one other thing they added in here, which was also another complaint with a lot of the MXT series users, was that this now allows for split tones and codes. I'm going to put this one in the bandwidth category as something that, that – should have been there all along. That's like a basic GMRS uh, function that power users are going to need. It, it The 400 should have had this, and they made software enhancements um, fairly recently to the 400. So you could do this through software. But finally, uh, with the 500, it, it's built right into the radio, and uh, that, that's great. It, it removes a big limitation. So this is still repeater capable, like the 400 was, mm-hmm. uh, and the split tones make it even more repeater capable, I guess you could say. And we also have the high and low power levels. Uh, you can select from from high and low. It's got compacting built in, and uh, the channel skin. Anthony, what about compacting? Do we have a lot of people that actually use compacting on GMRS? I mean, uh, have you heard people talk about it? Like, never heard anybody ask about compounding on, on, no, it, never, on ever. really on any radio. I mean, it's available in the business radios. <laughs> um, yeah, some business but, radios use it, but right. But uh, I don't know of anybody that's actually activating it. You, you probably shouldn't use right. it actually if you're a GMRS user. If you're talking to strangers, basically, or others over the air on GMRS. Um, they're not going to be using commanding, so uh, I, I would say don't turn it on unless you're just talking to a, a you know a private party or you know right. someone if you've else. Somebody who, else that has a radio that supports it, great. But if you if you're talking with a a, a user that's radio does not support compounding, then it's, it's just not going to work very well. Yeah, it's going to sound it like sounds, you're in a tunnel, right. or, or, or low volume, right? Something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So. It has the channel scan. Uh, it has uh, scan skip, which is interesting. It lets you opt out of scanning specific channels. Basically, that's kind of like a, a, a the one thousand has a, a similar. They have a, I believe, a scan list. You you can list, you yeah. create multiple scan lists in right. one thousand yeah. and choose wh- which channel ranges are are scanned. All right, so it has uh, an adjustable squelch. It, we have talk around. We have a talk around feature. Silent operation, monitor function, and it has six brightness levels in this display. Yeah, the, the brightness and the display color options I, I would list as a, a big addition to this radio. Mm-hmm. Um, the Being able to change your display color to match your car interior, that, that's phenomenal. A lot of people are going to love that. Um, and uh, I, I think that's a big addition to this radio. The, the brightness yeah. levels too. Six brightness levels is, is a wide variety of um, brightness adjustment. All right, so there are a few cosmetic changes with this radio. Um, the channel selector knob is moved around. They moved it from the left side uh, to the right side of the front panel. And you got five buttons on the front panel where the MXT 400 only had three. Yeah, the, the changes like that, those are hardware changes. And that's uh, what, what makes me 
wonder about your first question, is it an upgrade or is it something different? Usually when you mm-hmm. see big hardware changes think like that, adding buttons or moving things around, you would maybe consider it a new model. Yeah. Um, but because everything else lines up so well, I, I would still say upgrade. But uh, Well, there's one more item here of note, and that is the uh, connector for the speaker mic. Uh, I think the uh, other models of this radio use an RJ45 connector. This uses an 8-pin DIN. Yeah, that's sort of like the uh, KG-XS20G. Yeah. And um, I think that that type of connector is just more waterproof. Yeah, it I think is. that's why you see uh, manufacturers moving to that. And uh, the other big feature for the MXT500 is the waterproof rating. It's IP66, mm-hmm. which means um, it's a little bit more uh, water resistant than uh, like um, being able to handle a light rain or whatever. This yeah. this will take a, a beating as far as water goes. Uh, it's not submersible. But uh, IP66 is is uh, nothing to laugh at. That's a very water resistant radio. Um, I wouldn't take a swim with it, but it, it's it's definitely don't throw it yeah. in the pool. But this radio should be great. Uh, like uh, one use we hear about is uh, farm use. Like mm-hmm. uh, you put this radio on a tractor that's exposed to the elements, it should be able to to hold up to that. And I believe they do have some bundles where you can bundle it with, uh, you know, for farm equipment and things like that with uh-huh. other radios. So they do have like a farm kit for some of these radios. I don't know about this one particular just yet, but I know that they bundle a few of them with it, um, as we do with, with some of the ocean radios. And mm-hmm. we'll talk about that in a later episode. But another thing it has here, it has a five-pin intercom jack from mini XLR intercom or headset, which is kind of new for this radio. And one more thing it has, it it has the USB-C port that they've recently integrated on the other MXT models. They upgraded all those models about a year or two ago. Right. And this one has it too. So, um, you know, that's it's pretty, pretty decent. I like the addition of the USB-C port. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the USB-C port can be used for both programming the radio as well as like charging your cell phone. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, that that's great the, the way that's done. Uh, they actually did it right. You, you mm-hmm. see a lot of radios that will charge by USB-C, but they still require the older two-pin programming um, port. Yeah, yeah. And this comes with a one-year manufacturer warranty from Midland. So, um well, some of the radios have longer warranties. Yeah, they've actually. got three they've years. Got three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got three years on those. Um, so that's pretty much in a nutshell. So did they go down on the warranty on this radio? I, I not, haven't not actually sure, checked that. Like, one, was the four hundred yeah. uh, three years? Um, you know, I thought it did, but I have to go back and double check. You know, but and that's pretty much in a nutshell what we have here with the MXT five hundred. Let's talk about just a little bit briefly about the MXT500 because we didn't mention the KG1000G. Let's talk briefly about the MXT500 versus the 1000G. Um, when would we choose one over the other here? It really depends on what the user wants to have in a radio. Mm-hmm. So with the the KG1000G. You have your full 50 watts. You have your your simplex channels. You have your repeater channels. 
you have the weather channels, but you can monitor other things. We've got customers that are monitoring MERS and people that are monitoring mm-hmm. um, amateur yeah. frequencies and things like that, which you cannot do that with the the MXT 500. Mm-hmm. You, you have your weather channels and you have your GMRS channels and that's it. Um, yeah. I will say, I think the MXT 500 is more of a entry, more of an entry level GMRS radio um, for somebody that's just getting in or doesn't care about listening to all those other things, it's a good little option. You, you lose a lot of advanced, what I'm going to say, advanced right. functionality, mm-hmm. but uh, you probably get an easier to use radio. Right. And I think the, I think probably one of the biggest things is, is you know, if, if you don't have any interest in putting two of them together to make a repeater, you know, yeah, that's you're a not going to do that with the MXT 500. Um, removable display. Removable display is, is probably the biggest thing. People love the removable yeah. display because I know a lot of people that are that are using. It seems like when people are buying the 980p for amateur use, which this radio, the KG1000, is modeled after, a lot of them are just keeping the faceplate on there. Mm-hmm. We're seeing a lot of people with the GMRS that are taking advantage of that extension cable, mounting that faceplate. Mm-hmm somewhere else in the vehicle and in, in the body underneath the uh, seat or, or, or wherever hidden out of the way. Um, I've, and, I've gotten a lot of questions from people uh, saying social media, asking if such and such a radio has a removable faceplate um, because it's become, I guess, such a popular feature right. for these radios. Right. People in side by sides and people in, you know, yeah. different that, you know, we all have limited space in our cars nowadays and, and, you got to take advantage of whatever you got. So some people yeah. are, are utilizing that, and um, I think that's a that's another big big selling point that that's important to you. Yeah, I agree with that. So it's so if you really want that full featured mobile, the one thousand G is probably the way to go. But if you if you really just need a mobile that's you know simple to use, still repeater capable, but you don't need a lot of those bells and whistles. Uh, then, then the MXT 500 is probably a, a good, good radio to go with. You know, some people want that simplicity that just right. doesn't, you know, they just want to get on the air and that's it. I think that the uh, MXT 500 has the advantage in a few specific areas. Um, the waterproof rating, mm-hmm. if you're using no, that's true. Uh, the radio in the rain or where it's going to be exposed to the elements at all, the MXT 500 is probably a better choice because it's IP66. Whereas I don't believe the KG-1000 even has a, a waterproof rating. I, I wouldn't get the KG-1000 wet. Right. Yeah. Um, the That's true. The display colors is also uh, something to consider. If, if it's Some people are, are very particular about how the interior of the vehicle looks and matching colors and things like that is, is important. It's not really me, but I know that is a c- concern for a lot of people. Um, and... Having seven color options for the display on the MXT 500 um, is an advantage over the KG 1000 for sure. There's one more thing I want to kind of circle back on for just a moment because I mentioned we'd bring it up again, and that's the PC programmability. Now the MXT 400, um, it kind of was PC programmable, but it wasn't really official 
at first right. until the end when you know people were clamoring for it and complaining about it. There were and so many going complaints and, yeah. about the bandwidth and, 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 and the split tones. And then Midland said, "Yeah, to... well, you you can program." At first, they said, "No, no, it's not programmable." Then he came back and said, "Well, yeah, here we got some software that you know, that not official, but here it is." They've gone all out now and made the MXG500 fully PC programmable, as far as that's concerned. And um, so that's kind of a big deal. Well, it, it's a big deal, but uh, I, talking about the, the 1000 MXT500 differences, it, it is very limited on the MXT500, the things that you can do with programming channels. You are limited to the 30 channel slots that are built into the radio. Mm-hmm. And really, th- this radio doesn't have channels 8 through 14. It skips those. So you've got um, 8 through 14, which are six spots where you can put in custom channels. Mm-hmm. So you've got six channels to play with on the MXT500, and you've got 969 to play with on the uh, KG1000. Really, 999 on the KG1000 because you can overwrite the default channels if you really wanted to. Right. So that's that's there. There are a lot of things like that that the 1000 has over this radio, but it it does add to the complication of using it. I believe so. The the strength of the MXT 500 is his ease of use. So um, we're talking about uh, three hundred dollars here for the MXT four hundred dollars four hundred dollars for the MXT 500 three ninety nine. Okay. All right. Well, I guess it does it for our discussion on the MXT 500. Uh, check it out by twoearradios dot com. All right, we have a comment from email. This is from John, who sent us a pretty long email. I'm going to try to truncate this somewhat uh, for time. But uh, John says, I'm a relatively recent newcomer to the podcast and am binging to catch up. I was particularly interested in episode 159 as I purchased a KG935G from Byteway Radios and am coming up to speed as far as its programming. Uh, from that episode, I was left a little confused after the discussion regarding the unit's tone scan function. And what he's asking is he, he wants to know, he's, uh, he said, I believe it was said that only the received tone could be discovered, though that seems to contradict the tone saving operation, which allows receive and or transmit to be saved. If true, this would presumably cover split tones. Uh, he said the programming software allows the tone scanning function to be turned on, but it seems you have to go in through the unit's keypad to select either CTCSS or DCS, as that selection does not appear as an option. Uh, and once the tone is discovered and saved, will it automatically appear in, say, menu items 9 and 10 uh, for the affected channel? And um, those are some good questions. Uh, well, it sounds like he, he's got some questions about the, the tone save feature. Um, mm-hmm. the, the, the radio supports tone scanning, which um, basically means that while it's receiving a signal, you can put it in tone scan mode and it will cycle through all of the CTCSS and DCS tones in the radio until it finds one that matches the um, incoming transmission. And if the transmission doesn't last long enough for it to make it through all the tones, it will pick it up again next on the next time it gets a transmission. So something he mentions is the tone save feature has options for where to set that tone for once it finds a matching one. You can choose to only set it to the TX side, the RX side, or both. So if you're using both, once it detects a tone, you can have it automatically set the channel to use that tone. Well, he also had something else here. He said, and also appreciate hearing more around the more practical side of this feature, ideally with the show running through a hypothetical situation. 
Um, that's a whole show right there. For example, let's say you're on a cross-country car trip with a company vehicles and have it mapped out open, as well as possibly in published repeaters along your route. Maybe you'd limit your scanning to only the repeater channels while deploying the tone scanning and saving functions so as to both gain repeater access as well, sharing that info with others in your caravan. Uh, finally, comment. And he says, I must be really trying hard for a t-shirt. I became interested in two-way communications primarily for hunting. Most of my friends own FRS simply because they don't know any better. GMRS has been a terrific addition from the overall standpoint of safety and effectiveness, even if some of the party continue with FRS. While GMRS provides many benefits, an increasing number of hunters are experimenting with MERS due to VHF's relative advantages in certain terrain. I personally love to hear an episode dedicated to the use of radios in outdoor recreation. Uh, I think we've done one of those before, haven't we? And, probably time for another. Yeah, probably. And in closing, I'm hoping the Buy Two Way Radios team will reconsider updating the website section on recommended hunting radios as it exclusively addresses FRS. Trust me, anyone who does know better doesn't use them, and the migration is happening quite rapidly. Keep up the great work. Thanks, and that's from John. Wow, great comments. And... uh Thanks. Actually, I think I did go through and update some things with uh, hunting not too long ago on the Should site. Should probably have probably MERS radios in, in that list for sure. Right. Yeah. Our last one comes from uh, Saturn 7. This is from the forum. Saturn 7 wants to know, why can't the FCC give out a basic talk and transmit license? Why with this tech thing? And I think he's referring to... Um, to ham. Seriously, just a talk and transmit license is all I ever need, and the test made easy like you're going for CB license. You need a talk and transmit license so you can socialize on the air. If you want to open a radio ham shop, then get a technical FCC license, and that's from Saturn 7. Uh, well, the, the, the reason is because a ham radio is a, a different thing. It's not really supposed to be a social thing, per se. It's really more for experimentation and... and uh, uh, you know, it's it's a hobby service. Some of the, some of the hams would probably say the, the technician level is the talk and transmit. Yeah, <laughs> they, they, they would. Right. But but basically, there's some things you have to know about uh, ham radio that you have to know some of these things so that you don't do anything that's interfering with other services and other people, uh, you know, other equipment. And also some of this stuff can be kind of dangerous. So you sort of have to know what you're doing. When one, you get into that. One thing to consider is that um, from the manufacturer side, no FCC certification is required for amateur equipment. So yeah. a, a lot of the radios you see that are transmitting on ham frequencies have no FCC approval. And um, you probably should have some level of knowledge before you get into that. Those people are building their own rigs and experimenting with it. That's why you, know, you really should. I don't know if you have as much of that as as uh, maybe they they thought was going to happen when they invented ham radio. In the early days, uh, yeah. you get a lot of people that are just buying radios yeah. to talk and transmit, like this this guy wants. But um, I don't know. It, I with, with the ham service, they have moved the responsibility from the manufacturer to the user mm -hmm. um, by removing those um, type acceptance requirements. So that's something to consider. 
Well, I guess that does it for our comments and questions this week. Send in your comments and questions for Danny, Anthony, or myself to show at buy2wayradios.com. If you want to know more about today's topic or about two-way radios in general, check out our forum discussions at twowayradioforum.com. It's free to join. doesn't cost you anything. Uh, join in the discussion there. You can subscribe to the Two-Way Radio Show directly from our website at twowayradioshow.com or hear it wherever podcasts are available. And you can also subscribe by email. Just click the subscribe by email button on our site uh, on the Two-Way Radio Show podcast page at twowayradioshow.com. Put in your email address and you'll get the latest episode as soon as it comes out. All right, uh, I guess it does it for this episode. Uh, before we go, any final comment? No? All right, today's show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, BuyTwoWayRadios can help you find the best solution for your needs. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. Use it, folks. It's for you, from us to you. Use it. 5% off. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Well, everyone, as always, thanks for listening. And until next time, for the Two-Way Radio Show, I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Themester. And I'm Anthony Roquet. And we're out. Out.